You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Just when you wonder. Whatever happened to What's-His-Face? What's-His-Face has returned, people. Remember me? People driving around saying, no, I don't. Who, who are you? It's, this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York this Monday, August 24th, right? Your favorite hour of the day. Can I be so bold to speak for you? We, of course, have one hour, 60 minutes to run through it all. It's all the same routine, people. It's the same show. We're back. I was simply on vacation. We'll take you up until 6 o'clock. The number you know, that's still the same. 1-800-919-ESPN. I am still on Twitter still on Instagram, still being ignored by the vast majority of the listening public, but still at Gordon Damer, the daily poll question. Can't wait to see what those totals are going to be after dropping off the map for a couple of weeks. Got to expect those things are going to take a tanking, but yes, we are back. We did not get canceled, at least not yet. Not in the literal sense, not in the figurative sense. Although after that Mike Milbury thing, who knows? You got to watch everything, everything you say. I joke. But even before vacation, and that's what I did. I took a vacation. This is a, I did not go on like some sabbatical. I know that the day and age that we live in, it's a little different right now, and vacations are a little different right now. But I'm not sure why. It may, I, it's something about me that any time I take a few days off, and I joked about this before I left, It'll, it, usually it's not one day. One day you get by, nobody cares. But after two days, where'd you go? Why weren't you on? And, and before long, it always transforms into people just assuming I got fired. I, I'm not exactly sure what it is about me. Maybe it's something about my skill set, <laughs> my limitations. I don't know. But have no fear. I'm, I'm really kind of hoping, I was, I was kind of hoping this time, that it would uh, devolve eventually into people thinking I was kidnapped. Maybe my next vacation, I'm going to create one of these burner accounts like Kevin Durant, and I'll just float out there that when people ask, hey, what happened to Gordon? I'll just float out there. I heard he was kidnapped. And then that, that'll just, maybe that's what gets the show really some good buzz. Morning talk show host kidnapped. Be one of those things. But this year with the changes while I was away, certainly that, you know, we changed the lineup, new morning show, this show's new, that show's new. We got Max Kellerman now, we got Greeny back, all these different things. And this year, I really did try to limit my internet use while on vacation. I don't, does anybody else get like those notifications from like your iPad or your phone? Hey, you've been using your phone or your iPad eight hours a day, nine Nine hours a day. Some of the days I've used my iPad for nine hours. I'm not awake that many hours of the day. That is outrageous. And what it was telling me, it was really starting to cut into my call of duty time. But I did put up some photos on Instagram, but super excited to be back. Hopefully you are too, or at least excited, as excited as you can be at this hour, right? Like there are degrees of this, right? A level of excitement at 5.03 on a Monday, no less, is not going to be the level of excitement you can reach at like 5 p.m. or for us, like 2 p.m. on Friday. I get that. I understand that. But hopefully you're excited to have us back. I am certainly excited to be back. And so much has happened 
since we were gone, since I was gone. The NFL training camps are open. The NBA playoffs are rolling along. You had the draft lottery. That's come and gone, so we now know where the Knicks will pick. Nothing like that to shoot a little. While you're on vacation, everything's good, but here comes the NBA draft lottery to just kind of ruin whatever good buzz you had going on on that night. What night was that? Was that a Thursday? I think it was all the days just kind of run together anyway, and then on vacation. When you're sleeping eight hours a day, I felt like I was on steroids. I was waking up like, God, why do I feel so good? Is it vacation? Is it the booze? I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm sleeping eight hours. That's it. But you got the NHL playoffs rolling on. My Islanders, my Islanders, I've been on the band. You know me. I'm a big Islander guy. Big Cal Clutterbuck guy. Took out the Panthers. They took out the Capitals. A little gentleman sweep there. Now they take on the Flyers. I think we're going to have that game Right here on uh, 98.7 FM ESPN New York tonight. Not exactly sure what time things start up there, but probably like 6.30-ish, I would say. Immediately following the K show. Let's put it that way. But first things first, before we get to your phone calls, 1-800-919-ESPN, before we get to the, the poll question, which will be up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. First things first. What did you guys do to the Yankees? Well, I, I, I left... Things were humming along the face of New York sports. Aaron Judge destroying baseballs left and right. Yankees are in first place. DJ LeMayhew is just rolling along. I come back, and it's like the kids held a rager at the house while we were out of town. Judge is hurt. LeMayhew's hurt. I'm pretty sure that guy's a robot, and he's hurt. How do you hurt a robot? Glaber's hurt, Paxton's hurt, Stanton's hurt. Well, I can't blame you guys for that one. I'll give you a pass on that one. Stanton's always hurt. But, I mean, at first, I thought when I saw the judge news, ah, you know what, judge is just being a really good teammate. He's taking some time off so that Clint Frazier can get in there, get established, make his presence felt. And at this point, moving forward, I don't want to see any more of this nonsense about Clint Frazier getting set. The Yankees got to figure out a way to get Clint Frazier in the lineup on a regular basis. You're juggling all these other guys in and out. You can certainly make room for one more guy when he's as talented as Clint Frazier is. I mean, again, Clint Frazier was the fifth pick in the baseball draft. He is always projected to be a fantastic offensive player. He's had some defensive limitations last year. With the, It seemed like he developed the yips and all that type of stuff. But they got to figure out a way. But that's kind of losing the point here. What did you guys do? Now they're not even playing games anymore. I blame all of you out there. I go away for two weeks And I get it. The regular season for a team like the Yankees is not important really in any way. The Yankees are making the playoffs, assuming there is playoffs. The Yankees are making the playoffs. So the regular season is just kind of like a warm-up. It's almost like spring training in a way for the real season, which we all hope is going to take place at some point. But I just want to know what you all did to the Yankees. I, I left. Everything was... Perfect. The, the, the fridge was stocked with food. I left money on the counter in case you wanted to order some pizza a couple of nights a week. The house was all clean and vacuumed. The sheets were nice. I come back. The sheets not clean. The bed's out in the front yard. The house is on fire. 
Well, maybe not on fire, but I mean, geez, Louise, I leave you alone with the team for two weeks and the whole thing gets shut down. It's outrageous. And I blame you. What do you have to say for yourself, Brian Munguia? Nothing. Nothing. There you go. That's what Brian has for you on this. Well, I guess we were the good luck charm for the Yankees because they did fall apart. And I was like, when Digio LeMayo went down, I was like, oh, are you serious? Like every single day, it felt like something new. And I was like, and Aaron Judge... And then I get these tweets from Lewis from Whippany and always saying, like, oh, it's time to trade him. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's the silliest thing. Oh, when he gets hurt, yes, let's get rid of him right away. Yes, no. I mean, it's, I just can't get over it. I, but the good news is I'm back. So I'm sure before too long here, assuming the – I don't think they play today, right? They play the Braves tomorrow. And uh, I think after the Braves, I think they're just going to play double headers against the Mets every single day for like a week and a half. That seems like a, what a great baseball season we're having here, isn't it? Isn't it fantastic? Just playing seven inning double headers, catching a ball in the hat. You have to stand with the seven outfield. I mean, it's the rules and the and the the the, the limitations on this season have been ridiculous. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad to be back, and hopefully now that I'm back. There'll be a return to normalcy, at least in terms of uh, of the Yankees. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Do not adjust your radios. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. And don't you think I forgot that this is the show that is home to Michael K. Show trivia champion, Gordon Damer. I thought I'd catch him. I didn't put it in the beginning of the show because I figured, yeah, he's probably expecting it there. Also home to Stump Rothenberg, living legend, Gordon God. It was such a great performance. It was so amazing. It, It even stands the test of time, even though it happened probably about two months ago now. But coming up. We were already through the first. I can't even believe it. I forgot how quickly the time rolls along. But coming up, I do want to touch on some things that happened. We have the big NFL story yesterday about all those positive COVID tests coming back as false positives. Who's running that lab? Is Mike McCagnan running that lab? Is John Idzik now working at that lab in Jersey? I feel like there has to be a story behind 77 false positives. I'm, you know me, I'm not a scientist. Clearly, I'm, I'm doing the show here at this time. I don't double as a scientist in my free time. But 77 seems kind of high, no? I, I don't know all the ins and outs of positive, negative tests and all the things that go into it, clearly. But it seems like 77 is kind of high, no? Like if you told me you were testing like a million people, I'd say, all right, 77 false positive. All right, feels like, it eh, feels about right, right? Like... If you're taking a test and you're getting almost all of them right, there's not a million people that play in the NFL. I don't know how many there is, but it can't be I mean, what, a few thousand, and you got 77. That seems high. I don't know. I feel like that there's going to be an interview with the lab, and all of a sudden out from the back will come John Idzik or, 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 or Mike McCagney. But we'll get into that coming up. But I wanted to touch on the NBA playoffs with Luka Doncic doing what he did yesterday, and the Knicks and the, the draft. Not, they're in the, no, they're not in the playoffs. You have not been a, we have not been away that long that the Knicks are in the playoffs. No, but the draft lottery popped up. But I did 
I did see yesterday, and I started, you know, when I was away, it's kind of tough to keep up with certain things. But yesterday I was back. It was a great day of sports. So I wanted to uh, kind of focus on the NBA playoffs. And yesterday, the Celtics knocked the Sixers out in the first round of the playoffs, right? Swept away the Sixers. And there's been a lot of talk, I've noticed, since that happened yesterday. And, and just the way the Sixers went about I mean, it's not even like they were really all... It felt, uh, as Doris Burke uh, said, the end of the game felt like a, the end of a bad date. It just kept going on and on and on. The Sixers swept out. And it feels like there's been a lot of, well... They went through the process. They gave up year after year. And this is the result. Knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. The process clearly was a failure. So that's the poll question today. Was the process that the Sixers went through with Sam Hinkie all those years ago, was the process a failure? I know it's been a while, but just in case you have forgotten, the Michael K. Show Trivia Champion, Gordon as well as Stump Rothenberg, living legend, Gordon Damer. And who knows? This is Monday. By the end of the week, I'll probably come up with some other cockamamie fake thing that I can uh, tout uh, as my own accomplishment. But those are the two that will go to, uh, you know, to at least start the week. But lots of stuff to do. Of course, we've been off for the last couple of weeks, and I made the conscious decision not to uh, get on my device as much as possible. But you know what almost got me? Almost. And it probably is not anything that you think. That thing with Fernando Tatis Jr. with the Grand Slam swinging 3-0 up seven runs, I don't know what it is. I just really hate dumb things. And, you know, it's weird because I like dumb things sometimes because they make me laugh. I, everybody loves a dumb thing once in a while. But when it's a dumb thing that people are taking seriously, like they can't see it for the dumb thing that it is, and the unwritten rules of baseball, there's a reason why they didn't write them down. A lot of times they're dumb. And that one, that was so dumb. And the thing about that one that was so dumb was his own manager is criticizing his star player for doing something so basic, trying to get a hit. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. And I was fully expecting uh, good old Rob Manfred to come in and uh, come up with an idea to solve this. Like a mercy rule. And really, if there was ever going to be a year where baseball instituted a mercy rule. If you're up seven in the seventh, mercy rule, this would be the year that Rob Manfred would uh, try to uh, do something like that. All right, so, but that's not anything to do with the poll question, but that one almost cracked me. I almost, I almost grabbed the old Twitter machine to uh, pop on about that one because that one was so stupid. And I don't know what the reaction was. Brian, you, were you off at the same time I was off, right? Do you Correct. remember whether or not anybody on the station was trying to defend the uh, outrage over that? I can't imagine, right? See, I was like kind of like away from technology as well, so yeah. I wasn't looking at my wife, um, like my internet as much. Mm-hmm. I saw an occasion like when DJ LeMayo went down, but right, I did see a lot of like hype for him. Like he's so talented; he's the new face yeah, of baseball. I, I can't I did imagine see that. anybody outside of the uh, little uh, baby Texas Rangers who, I mean. Baseball players, so often, their, their mentality is just so bizarre. 
being upset that the guy swung 3-0 when he finally got a pitch to hit. And keep in mind, the previous two batters had been walked as well. So finally there's a pitch to hit, and he, he goes the opposite way and hits this grand slam. And to think that your reaction, your first reaction if you're the Texas Rangers, is to be upset that a guy hit a grand slam rather than the fact that your pitcher can't throw the ball over the plate. Uh, that's kind of weird. That's kind of odd. All right, so uh, the poll question for today. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. I'm sure the, uh, the, the numbers are going to just tank absolutely today. But, you know, there, there's been a lot of things that have happened, but I, I, there was not a lot that, at least not in the last, you know, two or three days, that really uh, kind of focused me as much as this idea, this, this conversation that I'm sure is going to pop up today about the process, right? The 76ers trust the process, Sam Hinkie, dumping season after season, uh, to a kind of stockpile assets. And now that the Sixers are out of the playoffs and got swept out in the first round, I think that there's going to be a lot of conversation today about the way that took place, the way they looked in the, uh, in the process of this year's playoffs, and whether or not the process, as if now, now is the time where you can have a conversation about the uh, the the process that the Sixers went through as if now it's complete right like now that they've gotten knocked out in the first round keep in mind Sam Henke has not worked for the 76ers for four and a half years and it seems like the people coming out to crush the process or tabbing it a failure it seems like all those people are the same people who hated it from the start right like if you are now taking the time to focus on the 76ers being eliminated yesterday and getting swept in the process as the time to now make it out like, okay, now the process is complete. Don't you have to factor in they've had two different GMs since then who basically destroyed everything that Sam Henke built up? So if you're ever going to try and grade what the process actually was, the Sam Henke process, the only grade you can give it is an incomplete because he never got the chance to take it to completion. And it's amazing to me that even after – well, maybe it's not amazing because it's pretty clear that the NBA does not want Sam Henke back in the league because of the way he went about building a team almost in the same way – that the, uh, the Astros, not the cheating aspect of it, obviously, that's what the Astros are you know, most known for, but looking at what the advantages, what the disadvantages are, and Hinky stacked up asset on top of asset. And at no point, I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, I didn't focus this much uh, to, a, you know, it's not a New York team, but he, I don't think at any point did Sam Hinky say, you know what, this is the only way to build a team. And I'm sure there's plenty you got, you got plenty wrong, right? Like taking Okafor over, um, or over Porzingis or over Devin Booker. There's plenty of mistakes I'm sure that he made along the way. But what the process was, was to not be a middling kind of maybe playoff team without a lot of stars, without a lot of um, you know, high-impact players. Tear it down, taking a look at what the draft rules were at the time. And stockpiling as much as you could to kind of build a championship-level team. Now, unfortunately, he never got to see that to its completion. And maybe 
he would not have been able to get the team to be any better than what it was. It seemed kind of hard that he would not have been able to get it any better than what it was, considering uh, you know they just got bounced in the first round. But Brian Colangelo, he got plenty wrong, including uh, you know taking Marcus Foltz uh, over Tatum, uh, taking um, what was the other pick that they had? Another he had another pick. He wasn't even there that long, and he screwed stuff up. And then Elton Brand came in, and all that he gave up for Tobias Harris and all that type of stuff, and not uh, bringing back Jimmy Butler, and even then. Even then, with all that the two guys who have followed Sam Hinkie have gotten wrong, even then, last year, they were one of the greatest shots of all times away from going to the conference finals. Now, again, I don't think that you can say that the process was a success, but the amount of people jumping on and saying that the process was absolutely a failure I think are completely misguided, and they just don't like you know they don't like the the way that uh, Sam Henke went about it. And I guess you can com- you could consider the NBA part of that because I don't think that they like the way that he went about it. But to say that it was absolutely a fail, I mean, in a town where Nick fans, imagine for a second, if you will, if Nick fans had the team. That the 76, even with the failure, right? Even getting bounced in the first round, which is always a failure, right? If, you, if you're making the playoffs and you're expecting to go deep into the playoffs or ex- at least having some hope uh, of maybe making a run, getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs obviously is, is a giant failure. But imagine if the Knicks had the team that the Sixers had, even now, even after the mistakes, even after it seems like they might have to, they're clearly going to go through changes. Britt Brown's going to be out. It almost seems like a certainty, and they're going to have to make changes to the roster. But imagine the years that you have had as a Knicks fan watching year in and year out your team have failure after failure. The failures of the 76ers who I'm guessing a lot of the people that will vote on the poll question today and will say it's a failure. Imagine if that was your team. Imagine if you had gone through that, and even now you still had these pieces moving forward, and, and at least for now you have the pieces moving forward. I find it hard to believe that any Nick fan who's lived through what they've lived through wouldn't immediately push the button and take the 76ers' issues over their own. Now, that was another thing that happened while we were away, the, the, the draft lottery. Um, and especially after yesterday watching, uh, you know, Luka Doncic put up what he, he put up. I mean, speaking of can you imagine, can you imagine the Knicks had a player like that? Nick fans do because I, I'm, I'm guessing that they will be – at some point today, someone will bring up, you know what, in a couple of years when he's a free agent, he's going to want to play. It's only a matter of time. Giannis and uh, Luca, they're going to have both. That's what Nick fans are hearing right now. And it's crazy because Donkic, was, two years ago, was the third pick, and then last year the Knicks had the third pick. They can't even get the third pick in the right year. And uh, nothing against R.J. Barrett, but he's still a complete unknown in the same way that Donkic is uh, a complete superstar. Yeah, you know, like You see it and you know it right away. So while I was gone, the draft lottery took place. And a couple of things that I, I kept seeing and, and reading of the things that I, you know, at the time that I did actually pop online and, and listen to things and watch things. This is not the year you want to win the draft lottery. Did you hear that too? I heard that a lot. This is not the year you want to win the draft lottery. Well, can you win the draft lottery ever? I mean, like, isn't there, if you're never going to win the draft lottery, isn't now a better time than never? 
right? Like if you never win the draft lottery, wouldn't you rather win even in a bad year than the seventh? Isn't the first pick still always going to be better than the seventh or eighth or ninth pick? I think it is. I think I'd still, even in a year where there's not a, a, a you know, a bona fide Zion type superstar at the top of the draft. I think I'd still rather have the first pick than the eighth pick. But Nick fans are a very sensitive group. And what you also notice when the draft lottery comes along or, or any time that there's anything that involves the Knicks, someone will make a joke or take a shot of the Knicks. And, and Nick fans are very sensitive to that. But for the Nick fans out there, and I'll just bring this up because it needs to be brought up. When your team, when your organization is a punchline, that's what happens. And the Knicks have been a joke of an organization for a very long time. I get it. As Knicks fans, you are delusional. That is part of the DNA of a Knicks fan. You must be delusional. But I'm just here to tell, as, as, a, as, um, as a friendly voice, as someone who wants to see the team do well, and uh, is uh, disappointed at every term. I would like to point out that there's a reason why people make jokes at the Knicks' expense, and it's because over the last how many years you want to use, they've kind of been a joke of an organization. And you can twist it, and you can turn it however you want, but they've been a disaster. Now, that's not on the current group. I'm not putting that on Leon Rose. I'm not putting that on Tibbs. And again, I hope it gets better. And I'm not one of these verified Nick haters because they're out there. And you can ignore them because you know what their take is going to be even before it comes in. But that doesn't mean there's a reason why they pick that low hanging fruit. And that's what the Knicks are they're low hanging fruit because it's an easy take to have. But until Nick fans, until your organization does something actually worthy of praise, and even when they do, you probably are not going to get praised because it's been such a running theme. So at the draft lottery, when the Knicks get knocked down to eight and people make the jokes, there's a reason why they make those jokes, because the Knicks, with the way they have carried themselves, not the players per se, but just the organization in general, has been a joke. So you can't be overly sensitive and, and try to make it out like it's wrong when that's really the only take you kind of can have. You can try to be fair all you want, but the team has not been fair. They've been an embarrassment. So when you are a joke of an organization like the way they have kind of been for a while now, that's what's going to happen. People are going to use them as the punchline. And, and if you really want, I guess, some sort of silver lining, at least you won as many playoff games this year as the Nets did. <laughs> Smith to inbound. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up. Three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! I feel like that was the build-up. I know the NBA's been back for a little while, but I feel like that was the build-up of all that time away from Mike Breen. Like, he, he hasn't been able to bang anything, right? Like, he, he has not been able to scream bang, I would not think, in his ordinary life. So now that, you know, a huge shot like that, a game-winning shot, I have to be very careful. You have to be very careful when you say certain things these days. So uh, 
when I say that Mike Breen has not been able to bang anything, I mean use the term bang, right? I think that's why you got the double bang. I mean, play it again, Brian. You get the double bang yesterday. I feel like he's done that before, but I'm not positive. Finney Smith to inbound. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up. Three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! Yes! Your moment of inspiration. I don't know why that would be inspiring for New Yorkers, but it was an awesome... I mean, it was an unbelievable play, and he had an unbelievable game, and uh, finished 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, and oh yeah, he happens to be 21 years old. Can we just have a little conversation? Imagine, if you will, if the Knicks had a player like, could you imagine, I believe, I, I, again, I'm not a scientist, but I believe if the Knicks had a player like that do that and be 21 years old, I'm pretty sure there would be a percentage of Nick fans' heads that would just explode right off their bodies. Like, they would just be walking down the street and just kind of envisioning Luka Doncic and uh, all the things that he was going to do, and literally, their heads would just blow up. You'd be walking down the street, and they would, oh, there goes another one. That's how amazing he is. And it's crazy that, you know, two years ago, the third pick in the draft is him, and then last year, the third pick in the draft is R.J. And nothing against R.J. Barrett. He might turn out to be a good player. He might turn out to be a foundational piece. God, let's hope so. I mean, could you imagine if he's not a foundational piece? But it, could you just imagine if the Knicks had a, a player like Luka Doncic? All right, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. And our poll question, which is up for today and almost certainly going to tank. The, it's going to take a, probably a, a, at least a week for the numbers to get back up and running again. When people, Oh, that's right. That guy, what's his face, is on the air. But the, the uh, question today is all about the process. Was the process by the 76ers a failure? And so far, it's early on, but so far, 71% of people say absolutely. This would be like if a gourmet chef was cooking a meal. And I don't know that Sam Hankey was necessarily a gourmet chef, but he was smart enough to know how ingredients work. He just took a look at the landscape and said, all right, well, look, I got to get, you know, foundational pieces. The best way to do that is to get high up in the draft and hope that over time, if I stockpile enough assets together, we'll figure out a way to get a couple of superstars on the team. So I'm not even saying that he was some unbelievable genius. He just took a look at the landscape, look at the, what the rules were, and uh, figured out and, and made his decisions based on what the evidence was. But it would be like if a gourmet chef started cooking this unbelievable seven-course meal, and it was all cooking at the same time, and everything was, was going along. And then they fired the chef, and then they brought in some bobo, like me, to finish the meal. And that's the problem. They didn't allow the process to play itself out. So they brought in Brian Colangelo and then Elton Brand, and they have made one wrong decision after another. Now look, Sam Hinkey got plenty of things wrong along the way as well, as we brought up earlier. But to grade the process, to fairly grade the process, I think you need to at least allow the process to play out. How many times have there been TV shows or movies or books that you have read or watched or whatever, and the first half of it, you're like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. And then the second half falls in the toilet. 
Game of Thrones comes to mind, right? First few seasons, five seasons or so, fantastic. This is one of the great shows of all time. And then the final season is one, I mean, a seven-year-old could have written a better season than that, right? That's what this would be like. So I think for anybody who was saying absolutely the process was a failure, I think the only fair grade that you could legitimately have is an incomplete because Sam Henke did not get the chance. And again, if you were a team right now sitting in kind of no man's land, right, kind of like maybe a playoff contender, not really even a playoff contender, like a seven or an eight seed, how someone has not knocked on his door, and I guess it's, I would think that part of it is the NBA just doesn't want him to be back in there after the, the way he went about it the previous time because it made the league look bad. But that's not his job is to make the league look good. It's to, to, to make his team good. And certainly they have a far, even now, even after getting knocked out of the first round of the playoffs yesterday, they have a far brighter future now than they did when he came on board back in, what was it, 2012, 2013. And you know what? I've buried the lead. We've been talking for, uh, what, 45 minutes or so. And my biggest, I, may, I did accomplish something big over the two weeks away. Are you ready for this? I read a book. I read a book, people. It happened. It happened. happened. Yes. It happened. I actually got a book, and I I took a page. I looked at what the page had. I read the whole page. Then I turned the page, and then I did it again. It happened. Like 300 of them. It happened. I knocked them all out. All the words. It was a lot of words. I was sweating a lot of the time. But look, uh, I I did it. So uh, that might be, uh, I don't know if it's a uh, net picks and chill pick. I don't know if reading a book is uh, something that uh, falls into that category. We'll see. I got a couple of shows that I've been uh, kind of um, keeping an eye on. I got to see where they – after the whole uh, – what was the, the last one we, uh, we uh, did? Jiri Haji? Oh, that, what a disaster that turned out. I feel like I have to complete things now before I can give a, a fair assessment because so, – by the way, I know we talk about, like, um, superhero. Did you see they have a new Batman movie? There, or at least it's, I, I guess it's in the works, right? Because they always have to be making a new Batman. I think I forgot this. Do you know who the latest Batman is? Do you have any idea? Yes. Do You, you do know this, I, Brian? I do know, yeah. I haven't seen the trailer yet. That's good. I'm going to watch it after the show. Robert Pattinson, the guy from Twilight. Mm-hmm. No one else was available to play Batman? I guess than not. Than that guy? Does anybody think that guy screams Batman? But uh, let's get some phone calls in. Why don't we? Well, let's mix more technology into the show. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Here is Neil in the Bronx. Neil, what's going on, my man? Good morning, Gordon, and welcome back, man. Thank you, my friend. I hope you had a good time. I did. It was awesome. Uh, All right. As far as the Yankees concerned, I don't think that uh, they are going to sustain this year like they did last year. Last year was incredible what they did with the injuries, but I don't think a team can continually do this year after year and be successful. What do you think? Um, Well, look, the the thing about this year is that they don't really have to do anything more than they've already done, right? Like the fact that there's expanded playoffs this year and the fact that the top two teams in every division, I mean, they're going to the playoffs. So all these uh, injuries, they're frustrating, right? You'd like to win the division. You'd like to be able to do that. But at the end of the day, they're going to be a playoff team this season. So even with all the injuries that they've had in a very short period of time, I would not think – 
that it's going to necessarily be – it does feel like a replay of last year, but, I mean, you have to keep in mind, very last much. year was six yeah, months. Yeah, six months of this guy getting hurt, that guy getting hurt. You know, it's been a very short period of time, and it looks like Judge is going to be back before too long. It looks like LeMahieu is going to be back before too long. Uh, Glaber, it looks like he might be away for a little bit longer. But as long as they can get, you know, most of these guys back by the time the playoffs roll around, uh, you'd like to think that uh, they're going to be in good shape. Well, but that's the lineup. But how about with the pitching? I mean, they're also hurting with the pitching, too. Yeah, I mean, that is true. I mean, Paxton uh, is hurt a lot as it is, and, and now, who knows? I mean, they, they say that uh, the ligament is okay, but, you know, he's a guy who was – that was the, the rep even before he came to the Yankees. He was always a guy that was hurt. So, right, right. Um, you know, right. you got to get Tanaka a little bit rebounded after that last start. You got Cole. Oh, so man, Tanaka is like th- a 50-50 when he comes out now when I see him. And I'm a big Yankee fan, but I'm saying Tanaka is like when you don't – you never know what you're going to get from Tanaka now. Well, but in the playoffs you do, right? Like in the yes, playoffs yes. he has yeah, been a guy he's, that you've always been able to right. count. He's automatic, correct. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. So, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. You know, you know that the regular season for them is not really important. It's uh, They're going to make the playoffs. It's just about, you know, when you get there, are you going to be the, the Yankee team that you expect? And you got to get Judge back. you got to get LeMahieu back. And, look, there's always every season there's issues, right? Like every team yeah. has issues throughout the year. And I would, I would take the Yankees' issues, even being as extensive as they are with the injuries, uh, over a lot of other teams' issues. they got to figure out a way to get guys healthy. And, look, I, I don't know why they continue to have the amount of injuries that they do. And, Neil, thanks for the call. I don't know why it seems like every year. that I don't know if they just have injury-prone players. I don't know if they're more sensitive to treating th- I don't know what it is. But I think that it's a conversation that they're going to have to continue to have. Like, I, I know that whenever these things pop up, people, wow, you know, they're too muscle-bound, they're too this. They're, like, I think that the guys are in shape. I don't think that they're taking these things, you know, they're not, they don't have a lax attitude towards their, their health and fitness. So I don't know why the Yankees seem to have these injuries year in and year out. I think that some of it is injury-prone players. Uh, but I do think that there ha- it has to be more than that. But I'm not telling you I have a, a surefire answer for each one of them. Like Paxton's a guy who's always been kind of hurt. He's always been dinged up. They haven't generally been serious injuries. I don't think he's undergone Tommy John surgery before. He hasn't missed entire years as a result, but he's never been a guy that's been able to throw 200 innings. So that's one guy there. Uh, Stanton has had a lot of injuries here the last couple of years, and it seems like his leg is still is still an issue, and, and Judge, his history is pretty well documented, although I don't think he's an injury-prone player. I just think he's had some freaky things happen. But, no, they have to figure out, I don't know what it is, how they go about fixing it, and it might not be the same problem for every single guy. But, yeah, that, the, the two things the Yankees have to figure out, ways to get these guys healthy and keep them healthy, and then figure out a way to beat the Rays when the playoffs do eventually roll around because the Yankees are going to be there. Spike is in Jersey. Spike, what's going on, my man? Good to hear your voice. Great to hear that you had a great time. But you Thank were you. Me- you were missed. Um, Thank you. And the uh, read another book. I'll take care of you. <laughs> no, no, that's, a, that's it for 2020, baby. I'm not uh, reading anymore. That was so much work. I could watch yeah. a TV show, just lie back, fall asleep, wake up, replay it. It's much better. Well, you could always do the uh, books, you know, where you listen to the books. It's uh, you close your eyes and fall asleep with a drink and your beer in your Yeah, hand. but then at that point, if you're, if you're listening to the yeah, book, you're wouldn't right. you just be better off getting what? a TV show to watch yeah, or a yeah, movie yeah, to watch, yeah. right? That's like cheating. 
speaking about Batman, uh, I would have liked to see Danny DeVito as Batman. I think that he's next been. on the list after Robert Pattinson. That's amazing. Okay, the game yesterday, and I did. Um, I was thinking it when you came on this morning. If you were going to refer to the double bang. Uh, just came out real crazy, but that's irrelevant today. It really is, because it's Breen's call, so he says it on national TV. But this kid is a beast on a bad ankle in front of a national audience. He vaulted himself right into the top five players in the league in the second year. And, of course, we missed him in the draft pick. You can't, you can't make that crap up. It, it is kind of incredible <laughs> how, you know, the one year, here's this guy who, I mean, even I think before this year, you saw this, you know, there was there was tangible evidence that this guy is going to be a superstar player. And now, you know, this year, it's kind of a weird year because of the way things kind of went. But already, I mean, that's the, the play of the playoffs so far. I, mean, I, I get it that the playoffs have just started. But even when the playoffs are over and they do, like, the compilation of highlights, that play is going to be front and center because of how, you know, amazing it was. Yeah, he took it away from Damian Lillard. Uh, you know, they just uh, were on adrenaline the first game, and they won it. They're probably done now. I still think it's going to wind up Clippers. They just blew that game yesterday. They, they don't have uh, Beverly, so that's, he's a big defensive stopper. But that was wonderful to watch. I'm glad to have you back, my friend. All right. Thank you, Spike. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's nice to be back. And, uh, you know, the, the, the two weeks away was nice to kind of recharge the batteries. But now you have, I think, what is it, three weeks until the NFL season starts. And, you know, that's one other thing that I didn't bring up about the, uh, the false positives. And I guess it's – I saw that people say, oh, it's, you know, it's good that the NFL can go through this drill now because it's probably going to be an issue at some point during the season. But, and again, I'm not a scientist, but if you have 77 false positives, couldn't you also have that many false negatives? Is that – can that not happen? Can you not have as false negatives as easily as you can have false positives? Feels like, I don't know what lab that they're going to, but that seems like, again, a very high number of false positives to have given the amount of players that are being, even on an NFL roster, NFL all the NFL rosters combined, it's, what, a few thousand players? 77 seems like a, a very uh, high number to uh, be getting that many wrong, even for the short period of time that we thought it was the, 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 the right diagnosis or the right test results. Very, very strange. All right, that's going to do it already. We're already – see, you forget how quickly the time flies by after not having the show for a couple of weeks. But we're back. We'll be back again tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe the technology will be – you know, it takes a little while to get uh, back up and running. So maybe the technology tomorrow will be a whole lot better than the uh, technology was today. But uh, the show's already over for today. The poll question, that's not over. That runs throughout. Um, what, do they have a, a catchy title for the new show? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Uh, look, those are the three people that are involved in the new morning show. It doesn't flow. It doesn't have that flow quite as, uh, as readily as you would like. I'm sure in a week or so it'll, uh, it'll flow a lot better. But uh, there will be coming up next. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Please vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. Was the process a failure? Already 72% of people are getting it wrong. But who knows? It's still very early on. Maybe things will turn around. But we'll be back tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. And uh, we'll have a, a new poll question tomorrow and everything else. All the fun will return once again. It is the Gordon Damer Show. Home to Michael K. Show trivia champion Gordon Damer.
Still, he's on. Look, we, we, we've been away. The technology's been shaky, but Brian on his game on a Monday morning, which is not easy to do. Also home to Stump Rothenberg, living legend Gordon. And the show will be back tomorrow starting at 5. We'll see you then. 98.7 FM, ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.